first light of the morning, I can see you floating flying over me. This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening in. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I spent part of the weekend just uh, sitting there with the family. We were watching uh, ABC's show uh, Once Upon a Time. We were binge-watching it on Netflix, so you could see a couple episodes right in a row without having to wait for, well, one, commercials, and two, the next week for it to appear. And as we were watching Once Upon a Time, there's a character in there that reminded me of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign because they had the character Pinocchio in there and it was wooden. It was lifeless, full of lies. And when the lies were told, you could see it very plainly on the face. It reminded me, again, of Hillary Clinton's campaign so far to become our next president. Well, she was out this weekend trying to win over support of big labor Here's part of her newest ad. So if anyone asks you if labor will have a seat at the table in my White House, I hope you know the answer. Of course you will. Labor built the table. And there's going to be enough chairs around it for everybody to have a place. And labor built those chairs too. And wait, what? Anyway, she was, she's really trying to go out and, and go after the, the labor movement. She needs unions to support her in order to become president. She cannot win the presidency without it. And the labor movement so far hasn't endorsed a candidate. There, now, there were state labor unions, state groups of the AFL-CIO that were wanting to make an endorsement earlier this summer, not for Hillary, but for Bernie Sanders, the socialist who's running against her in the Democrat Party. Now, the AFL-CIO President Richard Trumpka sent out an, an email, a letter to all of them saying, hey, hey, not so fast. State unions aren't allowed to endorse. That is that is strictly the purview of the national AFL-CIO, and we're not going to do that yet. And they really, in, in history, the AFL-CIO has not been quick to endorse a candidate. They waited until June of 2008 to endorse Obama. And so that the, the fact that they're not endorsing Hillary yet, I don't know if you can read too much into that. She is obviously still the front runner, but there are obviously flaws. And I, I'm not convinced that people inside the unions are convinced Hillary really has their back. There was another candidate that was out running this weekend, it, it, not quite, you know, running for president, but potential candidate, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of press around this person. And it's interesting because the president, again, Richard Trumpka said what he wants to see before he makes an endorsement, he wants to see someone who's going to come out and, and signal a change away from the policies that the Barack Obama presidency has espoused. He wants to see something different. And so there's a person out there this weekend talking about it. Listen to Joe Biden. Productivity, that's what you do. You make their products more valuable. You do it better, you do it cheaper, you get more out there. It used to be when productivity went up in America, everybody got to share. The people who caused the productivity increase, they got a piece of the action. They got a piece of the action. But it went up about 73%. But yet wages only went up about 9% all across America. Something's wrong. You know, actually, I agree with the vice president. Something is wrong. 
Something's very wrong with employment and with labor because, again, the big companies have been making big money throughout this recession. The little companies have struggled. The individuals have struggled. People looking for work have dropped out because there's, there's no reason for them to look. And so I ran across another article in Zero Hedge. I think this starts to outline what some of the problem is. Because while I agree that, that Joe Biden's right, that there is a problem, I don't think he understands where the solutions are going to come from. Zero Hedge reports that in August, 690,000, almost 700,000 native-born workers lost their jobs. People born right here in the United States of America Almost 700,000 is a decrease, a net decrease of 700,000 people from the workforce. In the same month, in August, 204,000 foreign-born workers got a job. And that's actually an increase. There are more that got a job because there would have been some that lost job. But in net increase, 204,000 foreign workers. At the same time, there's a net decrease of almost 700,000 native-born workers. That is a problem. And it's not just August. Let's go back to the beginning of this great recession. Since 2007, there's only been a net increase of 790,000 native-born workers in the workforce, native-born jobs. Okay, so in August, by the way, we lost almost that exact amount. So we, we actually just last month dropped by half almost the entire net increase in native-born jobs since 2007. That's a massive hit. But in the same time period from 2007 until today, there's been a net increase of foreign-born workers, both legal and illegal, 2,104,000 foreign-born jobs. All right? People born here, which is, by the way, most of us, people born here, we only gained 790,000 jobs since 2007. But if you weren't born here, 2,104,000 got jobs. There's a problem there. All right, so why, why, what's the problem? What, why is this happening? Well, let's look at another article. This was written in Breitbart by a former Disney employee, and the person who wrote it did not want to leave his name. So it's just Disney worker. But he talks about how last year, Disney gave him and about 300 other people inside Disney 90 days notice that their jobs were going away. Well, not their jobs. Their jobs are just going to someone else, someone who didn't live here, someone who wasn't born here, a foreign worker brought in from Southeast Asia. And these 300 or so Disney employees were then told for the next 90 days, you will train your replacement and then you will leave. Imagine that. You've been doing your job for 10 years and you're doing a great job and you keep getting raises 
and your bosses love you, and then they tell you, hey, in 90 days, you will no longer be employed by us. But before you leave, we've hired someone younger, less experienced, who wasn't born in this country, and you have to train them, teach them everything you do, and then leave. It's a result of what's called the H-1B visa program. This allows companies to go out and hire foreigners to come to the United States for these jobs. And it can be a variety of jobs. The idea is that it's supposed to fill a spot where we have a, uh, a, a not enough trained employees here in the U.S. to do those jobs. But these companies, these high-tech companies like Disney, like Pfizer, like Southern California Edison, and more... Microsoft lobbied for this. Bill Gates lobbied for this. They're not just replacing, they're not just filling jobs where we don't have Americans. They're actively getting rid of native-born workers so that they can get the cheaper foreign workers. And this isn't just a program that's gone on under Obama. This goes back to George H.W. Bush. And one of the people who helped write part of it is Senator Bernie Sanders, the same guy some of these unions are thinking is the answer to all their problems. He helped write part of this H-1B visa program. How can he fix it when he's one of the people who wrote it, who created the problem? So you can't trust Clinton. You can't trust Sanders because Sanders helped write this. You can't trust Biden. Biden's part of the problem with the Obama administration. He thinks the answer is to mandate a minimum wage increase. Maybe, just maybe, that's why more and more people are going, Donald Trump might be for real. 